five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA, Direct Marketing Association. And we're going to be talking about direct marketing today. Sounds like a good thing to stick in here for, okay? But first, as usual, we have to have some fun. This is from Down Under, and apparently the lady bought a, uh, a bubble bath from the from the strip mall or something from a dodgy place and for some reason it's not playing there it goes there's the there it goes and it makes foam and fills her house Woo! what's going on here then dodgy bath box that from the mother's day store oh from the mother's day store dodgy bath Especially as she added budget direct some insured safeguard to her policy. And there she goes, still in her bathtub. <clears throat> of course, she probably doesn't have clothes with her. She doesn't have a worry in the world. Home rebuild costs higher than expected. Increase the sum insured up to 25%. Insurance solved. Okay, so that's Budget Direct. It's an Australian insurance company, so... I don't know how many of you are watching from Australia, but um, if not, then it's not for you. But it is an interesting commercial, and so now we'll get over to the uh, now we'll get over to the story about it. Dodgy Mother's Day bath bomb stars in latest Budget Direct spot, and apparently it's been a series going for for some time. Oops, I just highlighted the entire article, which I didn't want to do. Okay, and that's from Danielle Long, uh, acting AP, APAC director. Dangers of dog, dodgy bath bombs has been brought to life in the latest Australian insurance budget direct ad. The ad, which dramatizes the potential peril facing Aussie women as Mother Day, Mother's Day approaches, <clears throat> features a standard brand of character, a uh, band of characters. Okay, so anyway, Jonathan Kerr <clears throat> says it's all about being taken care of when the unpredictable happens. Yeah, my homeowners has done a pretty good job. Uh, Johanna Gray said the distinct and humorous storytelling style of budget direct campaigns continues to engage. Australian audiences in the right way and has become a mainstay of the brand, which is good, especially if you are running 303 Mullen Low ad agency, which I guess that is. Okay, <clears throat> here's an interesting article from Joe Mandizi. Study finds only 19% of executives still working from home, and this is a pretty good graph. <clears throat> Okay, so April to April 22, um, the red is commuting all or most days. So it's gone up dramatically from 2022, just a year ago. And it's, you know, probably was down near zero when it was uh, 2020 in the pandemic. would like to see that. I would rather see the 2020, 21, 22, 23, but they may not have thought to ask it back then. Okay, the biggest category is commuting some days, okay, and um, the, the, the black is working from home. So you can see 
a lot of people have moved either from here or from there to there. Uh, but whatever the case, it's gone from 22% who were commuting to 37%, and from 37% to 19%, okay? And this one keeps going up. The percentage of people who mm, commute some days, which I think would be best for me. Uh, as it is, I only work two and a half miles from home. Um, so I don't mind coming over here. I get more done, I think, than when I'm at home. Um, but this was an even more interesting one, I think. Uh, this one is more than half, 55% of those ad execs currently working from home do not plan to return to work, working from the office, full-time, up from 34%. So, so half of these who are not working from home full-time don't plan to ever get to this into the red okay so it may be it maybe it's leveling off right one there's a couple of interesting points made the marketing industry is still working from home more than the average citizen or american only 14 percent of average americans are currently working from home okay so it's still a a kind of a luxury job market i talked with a printer yesterday and um, they have a programming staff, and they had, uh, they have, most of them are back in the office, and they feel strongly that that's an advantage, that that helps the, uh, it helps them corroborate, collaborate, not corroborate, collaborate, and uh, there's a bird running into my window, a little bird is committed to coming to visit me, <laughs> if you hear that banging. Um, I wrote a book about that. It's on Amazon. Uh, more than half, anyway. Um, and the other interesting point was that the average American is exposed to more frequently to billboards, out-of-home advertising, and AM/FM radio ads because they're now commuting again. So that stuff should see an uptick in viewership, if you will. Okay, and, and finally, I'd like to get back to Neil Patel's article. You know, we're chipping away at it. I said I would. And um, I got a bookmark in here even to get me to where I want to go. That didn't work. <laughs> Let's see. Let's take it here. There we go. Now it worked. Okay, attention... Direct, so anyway, we're at number 8.8 .8 of 13. Direct mail gets undivided attention. I thought this was a good one. A certain, and this is a point I don't think I've ever heard anyone make. A certain fear accompanies direct mail. What do I mean? When you open the mailbox and pull out a small stack of letters, you won't throw any of the mail away without glancing at it first. Interesting. Interesting way to put it. Now, of course, as we get fewer and fewer bank statements and fewer and fewer uh, legal documents and things in the mail, you know, my most of my legal work is done with PDFs, attachments and things. They'll be less and less important in the mail and it will become easier and easier to not fear the mail. Fear the mail. Now, there's an interesting, <laughs> you know, we have fear the deer in Milwaukee. The Milwaukee Bucks, who exited the playoffs 
embarrassingly early. Um, but anyway, so you don't immediately know unless you have informed delivery, which which also removes the, the fear. So the post office is doing many things to remove that fear and to lower their engagement. But anyway, you don't immediately know which piece of mail requires your attention and which ones you're uninterested in. This is, there is a fear that you might miss out on something important. It's true. Because of that, you don't want to throw away the mail without taking a peek at it first. Right. Okay. An email, you probably have at least 40 other tabs open on your computer. And mostly, I look at them, I try to look at them once, or glance at the titles once, and then mark all as read. I found out that that does click, count as a click and an open. No wonder I get so many emails. So I just mark them as having been read, even though I didn't look, even look at them at all. Right? Something about keeping my email tidy. I don't know why, but I still, I do still worry about an email about missing something important. I once had a project that started with one very short email that said, do you do this kind of work? And it was about, um, it was about legal work in marketing. It was about expert witness work. And uh, I had done it uh, for um, Dress Barn. And um, so then I was doing it actually against uh, Toys R Us. And, but anyway, there was just this one line. And I think had I not seen it, um, I wouldn't have gotten the work. And it was, I don't know, $30,000 or $40,000 worth of work. So it wasn't trivial. So I still have that sort of that fear that I might miss something in email because occasionally some people do send important emails. And so I try to scan for people I know. And that's the only thing I'm scanning for, really. Um, and I think I do a pretty good job of it. And I glance at it probably three different times. I have three different mail systems that I look at that, that replicate my mail. So the average consumer is exposed to thousands of advertisements per day. In fact, it's not unusual for the average consumer to see more than 300 advertisements within a few hours of waking up. 300, yeah. I get, I get more than that in emails a day, I think. Direct mail naturally gets more attention because there are fewer distractions when people see it, right? And you're afraid, so you take more time, okay? So you do actually engage with it. And I like to say, as you've heard me say, uh, we know who we mailed. We know it got delivered because the Postal Service even can give you assurance of that. We know that it, that it went to a decision maker because not everybody can go through the mail and decide what's important. Not everybody in a household. And we know that it got engaged with. Um, because you you have to look at it and you have to make a decision. So further, you made a decision uh, whether to keep it, throw it away, or save it. And uh, no other media has that has that level of involvement inherently. Uh, and for that reason, AI uh, direct mail is the best connection to AI because not only do you know where the stoplights are, but you know where the stoplights aren't which is a key factor in training machine learning. Okay, and then he quotes the famous average response rates, which I think are a little bit meaningless. But but you can compare 0.05% to 
almost 5%. That's 100 times different, isn't it? 100 times? Yeah, I guess so. Um, direct mail also, 0.9, increases brand awareness. And so uh, direct mail is tangible, meaning it has less potential. No, meaning it has the potential to stick around for a long time. It doesn't throw itself away, as I've always said. For this reason, consistent mailing increases awareness of your brand. So here's a little mailer, probably a postcard by Latote. Want to always have something new to wear. $25 off your first month. Wonder how much it is for a month. I don't know. There's the uh, there's the code. No QR code, interestingly. The front has the value proposition, the offer, and the back demonstrates how easy it is to make your life, how easy, how easy it makes your life. I might have said that differently. Okay, and here's how it works. You pick your purse, I think, or you pick your clothes or whatever this is. And I don't know how this works. Latote, maybe they come in a box, something. Maybe a whole outfit comes. And uh, that does make some sense, I suppose, if you have trouble making up outfits. Okay, since this postcard offers a coupon, there's a good chance that it will be that the recipient will save it for later. But what if they don't use it later? What if they see it, read it, and then throw it away? Did you just lose money on a poor direct mail campaign? Not necessarily. Uh, sure, your recipients might have not have interest in your offer right now, but they saw your logo, your brand name, and what you do. If there comes a day when they when they want your product, and this is a whole different philosophy of advertising, you know, this is this is the fundamental philosophy of advertising that you don't know who you don't know who's going to need your services when. So the idea is to be consistently out there offering your services so that they know where to get it when they need it, and uh, especially if you're in a in a you know, in a service area, in a, in a local area, in a service business like tree trimming or lawn care or HVAC, especially HVAC, you know, I'm not going to have you come every week. But when my air conditioning isn't working, I, I got to know who to call. If I, if I ask Google air conditioning near me, I'm going to get a whole Angie's list of, of Angie's lists. Uh, Andrew Ettinger says you can go down two or three pages on your phone and not see one actual contractor when you make that when you make that uh, when you make that search. And so mail on cuts through that, cuts through the middleman, and and anticipates the need. Okay, it's a whole other philosophy. You can anticipate the need, or you can try to time them the need which is almost impossible even for the internet right because just because i may have already decided when i search i may just be looking for the phone number uh and you know you just don't know the context and when and if you're advertising in angie's list or google search by the time someone searches uh maybe too late and may come up with 30 competitors my point that I was going to make. So before the direct mail piece, there's no chance because they didn't know who you were. You know, before Latote sent that out, we didn't know who they were. 
okay? But now we at least know if I wanted, you know, if I got busy and I got a big promotion maybe, I could say, hmm, who is that company? And maybe I even saved it. Maybe it's stuck to my refrigerator because I thought I might get the promotion. And now I can start ordering from them and look sharp at the office, which I've decided to go back to intermittently. So we've been getting um, we've been getting a lot of a lot of um, views or impressions they call them on LinkedIn. I'm not sure what those are, but I hope you'll if you if you got to this point, I hope you'll click that like button and and there's a there's a couple of arrows kind of engaging uh, that shares it to your uh, followers uh, and that seems to boost things the most. Uh, also. Uh, Thoughtful comment would be very welcome. If you want to come on the show, let me know. And uh, if you're having trouble deciding what to test, that's what the Chief Direct Marketing Officer can do for you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.